Welcome to the Way You Accept This Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Leslie. And it was a four-hour marathon of a Bachelorette week. We had episodes five and six this week. So much Bachelorette. A lot of Batch. Four hours. Is it too much? I don't know, but I, I did enjoy it. I, th- I guess. Is enjoy the right word? Well, I kind of feel like, and we'll get more into this, but I felt like there was a lot of things that happened, and the way we ended up for some things, it felt like a lot of waste of time. Yeah. I definitely think that they stretched this out when they didn't really need to. Makes me wonder, is this all they got? Like, is this the peak craziness this season? Probably. I feel like it because, I mean, we'll we'll talk about this some more, but I felt like after this you know, series of these two episodes. I mean, who we have like barely anyone left. Like what I happened? But you know, this happens a lot. Like I feel like Nick had a few episodes where he was just burning through everybody. And I'm like, is there anybody even to go to hometowns? He just dumped like 90 people. <laughs> yeah. It just, well, and we like hometowns aren't next week. Like no, we still have a couple more weeks, I think, which I, I, I don't understand. Like how many people go to hometowns? I'm having a moment. Like, Laura, Laura. I Laura. know. Four. Four people. Four. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. I can't remember how many we have left at the end of this. Like eight maybe? No. It's it's like no one left. Um, <laughs> Two people left. There is literally <laughs> no one left. Um, we are down to – wait. Where did my list go? Here we go. Yeah. We're down to six okay. people. Six people? Yes. Including Matt. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> I can't believe this. Like, what if he wins? He's not going to win. He might win. I really, like, I, I have a theory. I'll get into it once we talk about I, kind of. I, now's not the time, but I just, like, I can't. Every episode, it goes by, and he's like, man, I just, like, if she sent me home, I would be destroyed. And I'm like, who are you? And <laughs> who you are? I just feel I, I know we've talked a little bit about how occasionally they have people like that who maybe stay in it long and you're like, why are they here? And then maybe it comes out and they end up sticking around for a long time. You talked about that being the case with Catherine during Sean's season. But that's the only real like yeah. real one that I can think of that actually worked out. Usually it's like remember Samantha. What's her name? Samantha. Samantha. She was in I think it was Ben's season. And she was really pretty, had dark hair. The one who was on Paradise. Yes. Yeah. And, and and she never said anything. It was kind of like a running thing, like, oh, who is this, like, hot girl in the background? Yeah. And one episode, she said something, and everybody was just like, who is this? <laughs> Why do we care? On Paradise, and she was the one who hooked up with Joe and was just nuts. Yeah. Do you remember? Yep. Oh, I remember. So, I mean, Matt could be a hidden gem like that. Yeah. Well... And I, I feel like, again, I didn't watch Sean's season, but, I mean, you would want to think that they would at least give you a reason to care who this person is because I kind of feel like it's a little anticlimactic if they end up with someone that you're like, who is this person? Why are they here? You know, and then all of a sudden you're supposed to care that they get down on one knee and decide to keep them around, right? It's like, yeah, anyway. it's like, okay, that one. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? Um. So, yeah, we, we, we start with Lee and Kenny fighting again. And honestly, I don't even remember what this particular fight was about because there were so many that it just, like, blurs together. And they say a lot of things that mean a lot of, like, very little. Yeah. I, I think Kenny's just like, you know, I used to like you, but now you're a snake. I liked you. but now And he just kept saying the same thing over and over again. Meanwhile, Lee is just sitting there with that, like, shitting grin on his face. Just trying to kind of rile him up. and. Kenny- um, 
Totally was buying into it. Yeah. I wish that he would have just like, just let it go and smiled at him because that's what riles somebody like Lee up when you don't let him get to you. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so then I guess, so we're still in Hilton Head at the beginning yes. of this first episode of the two. Yeah, no, right? Um, yeah, and then she goes on a one-on-one with one Mr. Jack Stone, attorney at law. Flashy teeth. And they and walk around and dance and he's not so good at dancing nope. and he thinks that they are having the best date of his life and she maybe felt a little different she's like and okay Laura he looks like a serial killer well and I was reading an article that basically said that this was made his date seem even more awkward than it actually was that it actually was not this strange but I do think obviously they can't make him make expressions that he didn't do. I mean, they edited it together in a way that made him seem especially crazy, but I don't know. I think he seems like he's a nice guy. I just think this... Yeah, he's a nice guy who will kill you and then eat your body. (laughs) (laughs) He's going to turn up on the news, Laura, and it's not going to be for good things. Well, he's... Yeah. Yeah, he kept talking about her dad too. It was really weird. He just kept saying, "So tell me about your dad." Oh, back to the subject of your dad. Like, and then I think he was saying, "Like, oh, I feel like I have a lot in common with your dad." And I'm like, "No, you don't." It's like Like, you know nothing about him. He's a judge and you're a lawyer, and that is the most you have in common is that like you work in the legal system. I mean, it's like obviously we, you know, based on what her like her dad's position you can look up all this information about him but like we haven't seen him on tv you know i just i feel like we have limited knowledge of him and why would anybody who's dating her on the show feel like they have anything more i don't know it just seems like i don't that that's just, it was a weird comment bringing it up is a little weird it made me wonder is he like trying to get with rachel so that her dad can like help his career out or something i just starting to really question a lot of the motives you know because yeah, I mean, every year, I guess you always kind of wonder, like, obviously, these are people who decided to go and be on TV. So how many of their, how many of them were coming in with, like, totally, you know, innocent motives just to find love? Very but, few. Um, but, yeah, it was odd. I'm sorry, did we talk about him wanting to lock her in a room? Yeah, not, I don't think. Not yet. <laughs> yeah, of a perfect date would be locking the door and locking her in a room with, with him. <laughs> That's not okay. So creepy. <laughs> so weird. I get that they're like in this group and they don't really get to spend time together like alone. And I, it was just weird. It was a weird thing to say. Yeah. He, with his crazy eyes. It just made me feel like he was going to skin her and make a lampshade out of her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he and he like tries to kiss her, and she pulls away and says she's contagious. <laughs> did she, wait, did she? Yes. <laughs> and it's like I, it was just out of like out of nowhere she said that, and there was no other mention of her like feeling tired or sick or what. Like it was just like I think she's just lying. Like <laughs> that's tough. Um, <laughs> but you know what? She's not obligated to kiss any of these men, so I am fine with that because this is a lot of people to be dating at once. Like you can't, yeah, you can't want to make out with them all. But and I, I think at this point in the date, she just realized not going to work out. Well, and it's funny because I think the consistent theme for this week between these two episodes, there were a lot of things about like 
timing and like so like her saying here like being like oh I'm not feeling it don't want to kiss you but then there's other dates we'll get to where it's kind of like why isn't this happening so I think she she wants them to pick up on what you know and and I guess that's a hard part of like women want men to pick up on that and they're not always going to yeah you want them to like understand when you want them to kiss you and when you don't and like you know, men aren't mind readers, so they don't always know. Like, sometimes they should be able to tell better than they seem to. Yeah. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, and then back at the house, Will is trying to have a conversation um, with Lee about what's going on. And he is one of the first, maybe the first, to to mention to, um, to Lee that the way that he's talking about Kenny using words like aggressive, that those are, like, words that have, like, racial connotations to them. Mm -hmm. And I think he's trying, I think he knows, I think he knows that Lee knows that, but I think he's trying to approach it diplomatically to give him the benefit of the doubt that maybe he doesn't understand. Yeah. He's doing, which clearly he does. Um, and then Lee's just like, well, you know, I just can't believe he's playing the race card. And it's like, he's not playing the race card, you're racist. Yeah, there's a difference. Anytime anybody starts talking about, like, the race card, I'm just like, oh, okay. Well, if we didn't think you were racist before, now we know. Now we know. Now we know. Um, well, Sweet Jack Stone went home. (laughs) Uh, yeah. I was surprised he lasted this long. But yeah, I yeah I don't know I yeah I wasn't surprised that he went home. No, nobody was surprised. I, I'm sure the guys at home were like, "All right, Jack, Jack's Jack's finally gone." Um, and then they have the rose ceremony that we should have had last week. Um, finally, but we did not, and we lose the tickle monster. R.I.P. Well, we don't. So we don't have a cocktail party. No, because she knows what she wants, Laura. She just can't waste your time. She's like, I just can't pretend to be interested in talking to these guys. I just want them to get O-U-T. She is a very important woman. Yeah. I have time for shenanigans. Uh, so, yeah, we lose the tickle monster. He's free to go back and treat his patients. And he tickles her for the road. He did, and it was really weird. I, I This is never going to be okay. Like, <laughs> I don't like being tickled. I'm, it's not a, I, who wants that? But, like, he's, uh, he's essentially uninvited touching, you know? It's like she doesn't want him to do that, and he keeps doing, you know? Yeah, and he it's leaves. Creepy. Like, I got to find a girl who just really loves being tickled. But it's like, <laughs> that is nobody. Nobody likes that. Oh, no. might have dead bodies in his basement. It's like, oh, no. Um, and Iggy goes home, and he's all teary. Yeah, nobody, nobody misses you, Iggy. Well, it's... We just didn't get a chance to. I mean, he seemed like a nice enough guy, but like he. Yeah, but he was like a gossip. He would just go around yeah. about people, which I kind of appreciated. Um, I kind of love that he was there just enjoying the drama. I don't think he was really like forming anything special with Rachel, but he was having yeah. a good time. <laughs> he was totally, he was totally, you know, in the friend zone the whole time. Yeah. She was like, don't see you like that, Iggs. <laughs> Nope. And then we just keep getting back to uh, to Kenny and Lee, and that we kind of come back to that for a bit. But then Rachel announces that they're going to Oslo. 
So back to Norway. Well, not back to Norway. I guess it was Finland where she was with Nick. Yeah, right? yeah. So now we're going to Norway. Yes. And she kicks things off with a date with Brian. Which it's very hard when you're rappelling off of a ski jump to completely suck someone's face. I all knew it was like coming. an algae eater. The minute that I saw they were doing like some kind of rappelling, I yeah. was like, well, they're going to stop halfway through and make a baby. <laughs> it, oh, it was so gross. It's so gross watching him. I, what if they end up together? They might end up together. I think they do. You, that's what you're feeling. I, I feel like that's what's going to happen. It doesn't mean like that's what I want to happen, but I feel like it's what's happening. Nobody wants that. I know, but I think it's happening. Because I, I just think there's too many moments where she just makes very honest, like not, not that she, not what she says is scripted, but just like not, like just very honest, real comments come out from her with him that I don't feel like I get quite the same sense from other guys. She just keeps talking about how he's too good to be true. And I'm like, in a world where you have like shirtless Peter making out with you in a hot tub, like, how are you harping on this weird, creepy, like, chiropractor who's slobbering all over your face? Like, I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't get it. She, thinks, so she thinks he's too charming. I'm like, we all think he's too charming. Um, Meaning, like, not tra- like, but over the top, like that. He's like smarmy. Yep. Like, I feel like yeah. I need to get like a like use those oil blotters on yeah. myself after he cut. Like, he's just yeah. And then we found out. So I, I think I tweeted it a couple weeks ago, like the screenshot of somebody that somebody had taken um, of this like douchey guy in the start of a dating show. Yeah. And I, that's funny. It looks like Brian, but it turns out it was Brian, and he was on a dating show back in 2004, you said? Yeah, and so we have him on a dating show, and then we'll talk a little bit later but about this, but Kenny was on a dating show. Oh, uh, yeah, we're not there yet. We're not there yet, but it's just, it's, I feel like it used to be like, oh, this random one person had, like, like Caitlin, for example, did some stuff on TV. Like, it was like... It was isolated incidences, and I feel like there's way more people now that it's like we're a model or we're on TV or whatever, and it's like it's it's not as many. I feel like just normal people. There's just yeah way more of these types of people. But I miss it. I mean, I think I've like complained about it a million times on the show, but I miss when there was more of a mishmash of like real people because they were real people that still had crazy things about them. You don't have to have people who have all of these other things in their past for them to be interesting people for TV. They just were people who were nuts who were plucked out of the real life. For, yeah. Which I think is more interesting. But It is much more interesting because we all know crazy people in real life. Like, they don't have to draw from a pool of people who've been on every reality show that they can find. Yeah. I agree. So, oh well. Um, oh well. Oh, nothing much else happens on the date with Brian except for that he says that he's falling in love with her <laughs> so that makes him that makes him the first this season right yeah yeah I'm, I'm not surprised I felt like he's the one who's like laying it on so thick so it, it lines up with that trend yeah yeah I think that he timed it out he I think he had like 
X number of dates and then I'm going to whip out the L word. You know what I mean? Like it all feels really rehearsed. I feel like uh, the more I watch this, I mean, I feel like someone's prompting him too to be like, oh, tell her how you feel, you know? And then because he starts into this whole story about how he had a four-year relationship a few years back um, and he didn't put his feelings out there enough and he doesn't want that to be the case here. So then he just launches into that and it's like, okay. Yeah. And then we have a weird, he had the weird um, conversation before that where he was talking about how he was really thin in high school. It was like, where did this come from? Yeah. It's like, oh, I used to have acne. And it's like, you know, <laughs> it's like we had Dean over there talking about how his mom died and all of this stuff. And it's like, oh, you had acne. Boo hoo. Like, I'm so, we all had acne. <laughs> it's called high school. <laughs> get some Accutane and get back on the horse. Like, nobody cares. Um, so that's yeah, that date. That, Back at the house, Eric was talking to Anthony that he's not sure that, like, Rachel's into black guys. Um, I guess he's feeling insecure because, like, most of the one-on-one dates have gone to white men. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what's going on with that, but that's how he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we find out that Lee and Kenny are going on the old two-on-one. No one saw that coming. No one saw that coming. Clearly not from the promos. Anybody who's seen the show. Yeah. <laughs> Totally obvious. It's like, fine, finally, we're going to see this and be done with this, is what I thought. So the question is, will this match the other iconic two-on-one dates of past? Which, okay, here, riddle me this. Which one's your favorite? Is it Olivia getting abandoned on an island, or is it Ashley and Kelsey getting abandoned in the Badlands? Ashley and Kelsey. For sure. Yeah. I feel like everybody goes back to Olivia, but like to me, nothing can top Ashley and Kelsey because they're both just crazy and they both got dumped there. Well, I feel like they were both crazy and were fighting. It was there was more friction between the two of them, whereas um, Olivia's even talked about like when she's been on her podcast, talked about the fact that, you know, she and Emily didn't talk like they basically had to sit there with them for hours and try to force them (laughs) to do anything. So I think they got very little conversation like between the two of them because they were just like over it and whereas I felt like with Ashley and Kelsey they actually gave something right they were kind of like squalling with each other because this happened at just the right time in their drama yeah like this had just reached a peak and so it was the perfect time for them to be on the two-on-one I guess in that sense it's the perfect time for Kenny and Lee to be on the two-on-one but it just feels it's less interesting to me because it's clearly manufactured. Now, I mean, not not that it didn't happen, but that the producers engineered it to happen. Yeah, the way that they they tried to force like you could tell. I, I'm pretty sure you could tell that she wanted to send Lee home before this, and they were making him stay around so they could build up to this. For sure. And it just it like it felt. That's why it just felt painfully drawn out because it just didn't feel like it was legit. You know. Yeah, because we just didn't really, I mean, aside from him, like, whittling something out of wood, like, that was really the only time that he ever talked to her about anything other than Kenny, or, I I don't know, like, I don't know anything about Lee, aside from the fact that he's an asshole, like, I don't know anything about him. Because he didn't bother to tell us anything about him, right? Because he was, I think he, like, just knew, all right, I'm here to be a villain, I'll be a, you know, like, but I don't get it, because he's a singer-songwriter, this is not going to help your singer-songwriter career. It's not like he was like James Taylor going around and singing every time he got like the opportunity. I, I felt like he came in and he 
sang in quotations like he basically talked over yeah. the guitar and that's the only time he even did anything so i i, I don't understand how this was a good a useful i have never liked the guys who come on who are songwriters it's just it just feels like gimmicky and not i don't know Laura, but, you, ha- you have to go back and watch some of the older ones you have to I know. Well, but you, but when I guess when you think about it, like like Carly was a singer, right? But she can't. She never sang. Yes, she did, Laura. She came in. She was like, "My name is Carly. It's nice to meet you." You remember that stupid little song? She. It was horrible. No, I forget it. <laughs> it happened, and then they had a challenge in like Montana or Deadwood, wherever that is. Mm. They had a challenge where they had to like write and sing a song, and she was like, "This is it. This is my time to shine." Oh, you're. Like, Right, I totally forgot that. That's funny. Yep. And then blindsided. Oh, I now on um iTunes. on a, a SoundCloud. <laughs> oh, it's not, it's whatever. Yeah, I that, that I definitely remember. That's rough. Yeah. Um. The reason she hadn't made it and was just singing on cruises, but um. But before we get to the two, we actually skipped the group date. What I miss. Uh, Adam, Dean, Anthony, Peter, Matt, Will, Alex, Eric, and Josiah do a handball date. Oh, we didn't skip it. We were just uh, stuck on the fact that they announced the two on one. Uh, oh, okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, so they're playing handball? They're playing handball. Um, and I think some of the most interesting things that come out of this date, she pulls, basically talks to Josiah and says she feels like he's more fascinated with the idea of her than getting to know who she actually is. It's true, for sure. And he's just kind of like, oh, I, I hear what you're saying. Like, I hear, you know. It was very fake. And, you know, I really wanted to like him, but didn't like him. Yeah. I mean, I. so it's interesting. He, I learned from his Instagram story that he was recruited to come onto The Bachelorette. And the after, see, like, after, I saw that after all of these episodes aired, um, and it made me, made me look at this and be like, yep, I can kind of see that. Because I just... He seemed like he had such an interesting backstory, and I thought that he was such an interesting character. And then as things played out, I yeah, I don't feel like he made any effort in trying to get to know her. I think he just had this attitude like I'm, I'm it, I'm it for her, and I'm just like it's a given. And he just had like really fake, you know, since that like it made me wonder: is he just like super, super insecure, or is he just a jerk? I don't know. I just it's, sure. It's I wanted to like him because I I liked his story about like turning yeah hood into like a motivation for his career and like the fact that he was successful and went on to go to law school and they had that in common and I wanted him to do well yeah but I felt like he was fake and I think she clearly picked up on that too yeah I mean she went and then she calls him out on it and instead of using that as an opportunity to, I don't know, turn it around somehow to inquire something about her, he doesn't. And she looks kind of like, oh, okay, all right, this isn't happening. Okay, fine. It's just, yeah, no. I think he thinks he's super smooth and that he's fooling her. Or not not necessarily fooling because maybe he really did like her, but I think that he thinks he's really smooth and things are going great, but they're not going great. No, not going great. Not going great at all. Um I love Dean and his um, athletic cup that he wore outside of his What outfit. was he doing? I think he was doing it to be silly. I, I, I was so confused. <laughs> Every time they would run by, I'd be like, wait, what? what's happening? Where, what? <laughs> so distracting. Yeah. I oh. think 
about all that. Oh, no, no, no. That's not all that happened. <laughs> she went and made out in a hot tub with Peter. Which was so funny. And then, like, no one notices that she comes back wearing a different outfit. I know. <laughs> I'm like, hello. Why is no one calling her out? I mean, and she clearly must have been gone for a while to change into a swimsuit, to go in the hot tub, to make out for a while in the hot tub, to change, to come back. Like if They would have had to probably – I mean, I'm sure some of her hair got wet. I would think I – have, I have a lot of questions about the logistics. She was probably pretty careful not to, but – I don't know. I, but – She I had a moment with Will, and I forget what it was. <laughs> I do, too. I know they had a nice talk and he winds up getting the group date rose because I think he kind of like opened up to her and they had, they had a really nice moment. And I could see that that was where things were going during the date. He did a good job in the challenge. Um, you know, they, they had a nice time. And so I could kind of feel like she can't give Peter the rose every single time. I could kind of feel that he was going to get the rose. Yeah. Uh, he did, but then they flashed to Peter's face, and he just looked like his dog died. <laughs> well, and I think, I mean, I get what she's doing is, like, you know, she gave him, like, this verbal and, like, physical affirmation. So it's like, I don't feel like, she, she, I think she felt like, I don't need to give this to him. But the, at the same time, when she clearly has taken so much time out of the night to spend with him, and this is supposed to be yeah. some sort of, like, you know, big sign to the to the greater group that, like, you're, like, that you've had this special experience with this one person that it's weird for it not to go to him in some ways. Yeah. But take it where you can get it. I mean, and not only did they have that moment, but she was the one who was like, let's move this party to the hot tub. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> That's that. She was just like, all right, you're looking good. Let's go to the hot tub. <laughs> and I, just, <laughs> yeah. I forget how she phrased it, but it was really funny. Yeah, it was, it was, I was not expecting it. I'm like, Oh, okay. I supported it though. I know. Uh, well, He's so fine. Laura. <laughs> he is he is weirdly buff. Did you see his Instagram? So I've I feel really bad about my life right now because I look at all of his posts and I feel very like I feel very lazy. Okay, but that's his job. So I know. He runs it's some so, sort of like I think I'm trying to remember how they phrased it on the show. Did they have him down as like a business owner or something? Because he runs like it's a fitness company. Yeah, I mean, his job is to be really buff, and I think he models, too. His job is to be pretty, and so, he's doing great at it. He so, is killing it. So I did a little research on him, and I, I should have brushed back up on what I read to make sure I, I could, like, ramble off about it a little bit um, more now. But he used to do more modeling. He There's apparently some, like, um, it's a clothing line that he still does some work with, but he doesn't model more broadly anymore. It's just... I think it's going to pick back up. So, like, the, um, I know, right, the uh, the suit that he wore on the first night um, was by that company, and I forget the name of it. It's not something I knew offhand. Um, but yeah, he still does stuff for them, but other than that, he's doing all this fitness stuff now. Yeah. I can see more modeling in the future and more fitness things in the future. Like, I, I so think it's be good for him. I would like right now. My bets on him being bachelor. Yeah, if he doesn't win, I think he'll be bachelor. Yeah, I think he's yeah. There's a lot of thirsty ladies out there who would like a piece of. Who are like, hey, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I guess we go to the two-on-one, don't we? Yeah. I I don't even know what to say about it. It's just gross. The it whole was painful. Gross. Like it was... Lee, 
I guess first of all, she goes and she has some one-on-one time with with Kenny, and he just tells her, you know, I don't. I, he just tries to be honest with her and let her know what's going on. And I think he says maybe he lost his temper, you know, a little bit at one point, but that he didn't really feel like he did anything, you know, too bad. And right. That he was frustrated with the situation, and I think that she is on the same page with him and like kind of sees where he's coming from, even though she would prefer that he just like let it go more dated the whole thing yeah um but then she comes back and she talks with lee and he just starts lying saying that kenny like pulled him out of a truck and that kenny's been physical with him and like i forget what else he said but it was just all stuff that we know didn't happen and um what uh, he also talks about how when kenny drinks that his dark side comes out and it's like what, what is he even talking about Sorry, can you repeat that? I didn't hear you. Oh, um, he said, um, basically he told her that when Kenny drinks that his dark side comes out. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't really look at Kenny as I being don't... somebody who has this. You know, we see a lot of people on the show where it's like, whoa, dude, you drink too much. Yeah. He... I haven't really seen no. that. He was just making it up. Yeah. I, I mean, everything that he was saying, it was just all lies. Yeah. Which I appreciated the fact that instead of her like just, which I feel like sometimes maybe in the in the series you've seen them like listen to both sides and then make their own decision. And I like that she listened and was like, that doesn't make sense. And was like, let me go talk to him again. Yeah. So she comes back and she talks to Kenny and she says, well, you know, we just talked about this, but this is what Lee has just said about you and gives him a chance to respond to it. And of course he just says he's flat out lying and it sucks because he's not in a situation where he can say, go talk to the other guys. They'll tell you this never happened because they're out there just the two of them. Yeah. And he doesn't have anybody who can like back him up. Yeah. Which is uncomfortable. And it's like, then it just, it makes them just like look whiny about each other right there's no way that anybody comes off i think in this scenario looking great yeah um i feel like you know who knows what could have happened because maybe things could have been differently with kenny but but lee kind of really ruined any chance for him to have anything with her because i i think there just wasn't much coming back from all of this well and i know and i think i mean i think there is no coming back from this because i think um Either they decided up front that he was going to be the one to take the fall, he being Kenny, or maybe Kenny played into it most of the guys and they just decided to continue down this path. But I feel like they chose, you know, at a certain point they made the decision, um, they being the producers, seemed to have made the decision that Kenny was going to take the brunt of this downfall with Lee. I think Lee put his feelers out with everybody. Yeah. And he was having, it was Eric. He was having issues with Eric before Kenny. Yeah. But maybe Eric just figured out a way to let it all go. And Kenny didn't, you know? Because Kenny, I mean, we saw that. So so ultimately she comes back and, like, you know, basically just sends Lee home. Yeah, I like that she told Lee, you know, you guys have both kind of told me what's going on. And Lee, I just don't believe what you're telling me. Yeah. I like that she told him, like, you're a liar. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't yeah. believe yeah. you go home yeah that's kind of it and they walk away and like talking about and I think this is what why they ended up having Kenny be the one who was sort of the the one to take the fall like or the one to deal with this whole back and forth with Lee is that he just can't let it go because we see him like go back over to Lee leave her at the helicopter to go say what amounts to absolutely nothing to him of any value but I mean 
is very significant, I think, in the fact that he can't let it go and has to go over there and, and do it, even though it's not productive and doesn't. He actually already had a chance to come and talk to Lee after he found out about him lying. You know, he had a chance and he said some very hilarious things, including telling him that Jesus don't love you. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I had written down like all of the stuff that he said, but he said a lot of things and it made me laugh. Um, But he already had his he already had his say. And then once she made he was able to say all of that stuff before Rachel came back and broke up with Lee. So at that point, it's like, well, you already got it all out. Why do you have to go back to say something when you already said it? And he he didn't. It was just, it was, I, I, I was really bothered by it. I was like. He, you could tell that Rachel didn't, well, she made it clear she hated that. Yeah. Um, I was actually kind of surprised she didn't just say, you know what, just stay here. <laughs> I really thought she was going to change her mind and I say. Kenny, I think they had a really good time, and I think she kept trying to, like, overlook stuff that just wasn't, that was a sign that it was not right. Yeah. And then, um, so she overlooked that, but you could tell she was still annoyed by it, and I appreciate that she brought it up with him versus just kind of letting it go and ignoring how she was feeling. Yeah. Um, And he just said that he doesn't, he likes to get stuff off his mind so then he can move on. And I'm like, I get it, but you already kind of had the opportunity to. And at some point, you just have to grow up and let it go. I mean, he like, should have had some sort of comfort in the fact that she that she valued what he said and understood what he was saying and saw that the other wasn't the truth. She believed, like, there were two versions, and she believed him. She didn't believe Lee. Yeah. And I, I just think... Um, you know, that's not a good look, and part of being an adult is being able to recognize when somebody's just trying to mess with you and you don't feed into it. Yeah. So uh, he's 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 not that young. He has a child. He should be more mature about handling that kind of stuff. Agreed. Anyway, so they fly back off in the helicopter. I think they spend a little time together. Um she gets kind of back on board with Kenny. She she didn't give him a rose right then and there. So they go off and kind of have a little extended date, and then she gives him the rose. Yeah, which I appreciated because I honestly, like I said, I thought she was going to send him home and change her mind. So, yeah. I mean, I, I was like, you 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 do you. Like, you, you wait and see what you think. So I thought that made sense. Um, I mean, I, I do think that she was trying as much as she could to give him chances and like she wanted to see the good you know yeah and then he goes and video chats with his daughter who is adorable so cute and she's like i just want you to be happy and i'm like oh. <laughs> it's like i just want i just want to keep seeing his daughter and i'm sad that yeah, he's on the show <laughs> yeah she's so cute um the cutest we go on um oh we have a rose ceremony Oh, okay. That explains. I'm like, I don't understand my notes here. <laughs> She's very confused. So, um, she sends home Josiah, which is like, all right. We kind of. I felt like his time was coming to an end. Uh, <laughs> I knew he was going home though because they wouldn't stop showing him, and I'm like, oh, he's leaving. I like how he's like, really, the guy with the doll gets to stay, and like the guy who looks like a KGB agent gets to stay. I know. <laughs> All this other stuff. But Laura Anthony went home. He's a Fulbright scholar. And she kept 
like the guy with the doll around and she kept like some of these guys I'm like I don't understand you send home Anthony and you keep Matt who is Matt I don't like I don't I don't get it sometimes I get upset I can't part of me kind of feels like she's decided to send home people that are kind of in the middle for her like it seems to me like she's kept some people that she has zero interest in just because she has to fill out her numbers and that she has a small few that she's legit interested in and then she's just got like like the ones that are kind of in the middle like I don't care cuz then I have to see those losers I know and then I'm like come on That's the only way I can make sense stay. of it Adam can stay because I've come around I like the doll <laughs> I don't know anything about Adam, but I'm into the doll now. You know, it's one of those things where, like, the first two episodes where they put him in the audience, I'm like, oh, it's so corny. It's so stupid. Can it stop already? And then by the third episode, I'm like, you know, it's pretty funny. <laughs> and then now I'm, like, kind of obsessed with it. So where was he in the in these two episodes? I don't I, – I missed him. I always miss him. Was he – I? it has to be at the sporting events, right? I guess so. I'm sure he was at that handball thing. <laughs> Maybe he was at that weird group hot tub that they go to later. <laughs> Actually, that would be the funniest place to put him, so I hope that's where he is. I'm really bad at finding him, but I love other people finding him. I'm bad at finding him because I'm trying to, like, tweet at the same time. And take and notes. And... I'm trying to tweet. I'm trying to look at other people's tweets. I'm, find, I'm trying to, like, like other people's tweets and retweet other things and watch the show and write it. You know, it's a lot to do. There's a lot going on. Yeah, so I don't, I don't get to see him. um Um, so yeah we lose those two and i won't miss josiah but i i will miss anthony even though we didn't know him at all i liked him do we think he's gonna be on paradise or no anthony is too good for it and i hope he takes his full bright and his like two masters i I don't think i don't think i see him as a paradise person this is a brief dalliance in a weird you know like another world and he just goes back to being fancy and reading books and like not shilling diarrhea teas. <laughs> um, I think that's about it. And then they go off to Denmark. They go to Copenhagen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that just was. <laughs> I don't either. Uh, I really want to go to Scandinavia. So this whole thing has really been bumming me out because I want to be there right now. I know. I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, yeah. One of my coworkers just went to Copenhagen. And so I looked at all of his Instagram. So like between that and this, I'm just like, okay, okay, I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. I'm jealous. Um, so we started off with Eric's one on one date. The card says I'm coping to love, which is funny. <laughs> And Eric, and Eric's like, I'm getting some momentum. Like, he starts to rev up. Um, it's somebody that I would just, like, literally never picture with Rachel, but they seem to have a lot of fun together. Yeah, and I think I I thought he was peak Eric this week. I think he was, he kind of settled in. Like, a little bit of that nervous energy that he has was balanced out by, like, yeah. he, he seemed to have reined it in. Um I- was having a lot of fun being with Rachel, being in a new country. He seemed excited about like, you know, where he was and what he was doing. Like, he just seems genuine. Uh, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I mean, and, and they're like having fun. They're playing carnival games, riding bumper cars. Um, then he start. Rachel he, wants to have four children, and, and I'm sitting there thinking that's a lot. And then he says that he wants to have ten, and I'm like, oh my god. Like, part of, oh. part of my insides died. I was like, oh, I, uh, no. Um, 
one child. I'm like, how do people have two children? And then like hearing people talk about wanting to have 10 kids. I'm like, how, have one first. Think about how, like what percentage of your life you would be spending pregnant. That's just what terrible. What percentage of your life you would spend being pregnant and what percentage you would spend just never sleeping? Never sleeping. Yes. If you're one of those people who can live on like four hours of sleep, I could see having a lot of kids. But no. I feel like I might die at this point. Yeah, no. Months and I just I never sleep, Laura. I just want to sleep. I just want to sleep for like twelve hours. Forever. Forty-eight hours. I just want to sleep. Like Sounds I want to so wake and do nothing but sleep. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with I you. I hibernate like a bear. I want to hibernate. Yeah, I don't want to have ten kids. No, no, thank you. Uh, anyway, Rachel like looks a little disturbed that he wants 10 kids, but then they, they hang out in a hot tub together and what? they talk about, uh, his life growing up where he didn't really have like, you know, a family that showed him love. Yeah. And I kind of, I don't know. It just, these stories, some of a lot of them just feel like they come out of nowhere and you're just kind of like, Oh, okay. So this one I was, it felt like a big shift in conversation for me. I was like, wait, what? Oh, this is happening now. Yeah. It didn't feel like the most awkward transition but, but a little but a little awkward I mean, one second it's like an old danish man is running around like in a hot tub with his like <laughs> and the next second he's talking about how his mom like wasn't around yeah um <laughs> and he said basically he would run away from women in relationships when uh when it would get to be more serious when it would be kind of time where they potentially be falling in love he would like run away from that um but like, you know, this process for him, he said, is about letting go, which I feel like probably is part of why we've felt that nervous energy about him. Right. A little bit of an explanation. Yeah, sure. I guess I guess it's she gives him the rose and, it, you know, we I expected that. I would have been surprised if he didn't. Right. Rose, but, uh, and then we go on another group date involving another um, Scandinavian sport. Oh, wait, but first, don't we? Something. I think we have our one-on-one -on -one date first with Will, right? No, I think that's later. Uh, oh, maybe I never... Oh, I don't think I wrote down about the Viking date. Just kidding. Like, not a lot happened, aside from Dean was adorable again. So cute. <laughs> I be down with Dean being Bachelor too. I know he's a little young, but they always put like 22-year-old girls on the show anyway, so why not? I mean, I think he would be a fun Bachelor. He, he just seems, he seems like he's, he's funny and he just seems like a, like, he just really genuine person. But, but like, he's both serious and not serious at the same time. And I like the part where, so they're all dressed up like Vikings and they're all, I don't know, like supposed to fight each other in a circle. I really didn't understand what was going on. It was very confusing. Just kind of like running around on the outside, like trying not to get involved with it. And Rachel was like, you got to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> they were playing all those weird games. And a lot of them, it was like you, I guess you didn't want to go beyond the border. I don't know. I was very confused about it. And then. We finally see why Kenny's bleeding after all of those promos and made it out like it was a Lee thing. Instead, it's like him. Oh, that it was not going to be Lee. No, it was him. Who was it? It was him and someone Adam, else. Adam Sr. I feel like I should start calling him Adam Sr. <laughs> That's funny. They're so, the one who had to face off at the end, and they smashed their, uh, like, heads into each other or, like, their little shields into each other. So that's something. where that was. Yeah. So we found out that that was 
I knew it was going to be something that was anticlimactic. You know, it was like, it, there's no way. Um, I have watched the show for way too long, and I know all their little tricks. I know. That's why, like, people were complaining about it on Twitter, and I was like, hey, guys. Like, and I tweeted a picture of Leah's black eye that never happened. Yeah. You know, it was just something stupid, too. Like, she ran into something when she was drunk or, like, whatever. But don't show – I hate that. You know, there was this whole thing, like, I know you don't really watch The Housewives, but there was this whole season where they kept teasing this part where, like, somebody's, like, making a chess metaphor, like, Brandy and Lisa are having this giant fight, and she's like, oh, you know, checkmate, bitch, and then they never showed it. And I'm like, how do you tease this for a whole season, and then you don't show me what it is? It's bad. Poor form. To you, but it was a big deal. Okay? It was a big deal for me. That. Um, so, so Peter kind of- got the group date rose. Okay, I skipped ahead. Uh, Rachel and Kenny sit down to have a chat, and he's been having more conversations with his kid and like crying on the phone with his kid. And you know, there were several phone calls where he was talking to his daughter and he would get teary, and I was like, Oh, he misses his kid, you know. But there was one where, like, <laughs> I don't remember which one it was. But there was one where he was talking to his daughter, and I'm like, you're trying to cry right now. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> I see you trying. There are no tears there, but you're really trying really hard. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I like Kenny, but then there are some moments where I'm like, mm, Kenny. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So they have this conversation, and it it almost seemed like he was trying to get her to tell him to go. Yeah, I think he was. I mean, I, I- think missed his daughter and maybe realized like that he could really rebound from the stuff that had happened which made me really so now I can elaborate like I said this at the beginning like it just made me feel like this like this whole build up with this to be continued and this two night thing and all these promos between him and Lee it just felt like such a waste of time because it's like because it's like we're watching them fight back and forth finally Kenny prevails and then Kenny's like just kidding I'm going home I know it just felt like a big letdown to me. And I, I, I like Kenny a lot. Um, we were tweeting with Kenny and Kenny retweeted well, us. Yes, I do like Kenny and I love that he retweeted us. Um, but we had some misgivings about Kenny at the beginning. Yes. Well, in his bio, he said, <laughs> I guess his wildest thing was that he slept with a lady while her husband watched, which... I don't really care that he did it, but he has a 13-year-old child, and he's putting this, like, out for the public to consume. So I judge him not necessarily – well, whatever. I care less that he did it than I do the fact that he's putting it out there where his daughter could read it. Yeah, I felt like that just seemed, like, too much to me. And also, I mean, we've talked about this before when we talked about, like, completing the bios and the fact that you're trying to sell yourself to this person. It's like – in the grander scheme of things, it's like he has – so many things I feel like if he's a if he's you know professional wrestler he has to have so many stories so like he could pick something so easily um out of his arsenal of whatever from over the years there's like something entertaining he could have said without getting too like pervy absolutely I just felt like it just was I I, I didn't think it was necessary um and my first strike against Kenny, my second strike was that he's had bankruptcy three times, and I don't want sweet Rachel being taken advantage of by somebody who's bad with his finances. No. So there was that. And then the, and then I learned the other day um, <laughs> <This is> information. <laughs> yeah, that my co- so my coworker 
So my current coworker, um, Grace, who I had on the show um, while Leslie was traveling um, one of those seasons, I think that was JoJo's season. Um, it was for her premiere. I was out of town. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so she found out from a former, another former coworker of ours, Dana, that, um, that he'd been on a reality show before, um, called, oh, what is it? Baggage. Baggage. Yes. I was trying to find the article now. Yeah. Called Baggage, where he starts to talk about all of this stuff and he talks about like urinating in an ex-girlfriend's car, like the gas tank. Which, first of all, that's dangerous, right? Like, could that really, could that cause, like, a car accident? Could that hurt somebody? I don't know, but I feel like <laughs> it, it can't be good. Anything pee on the car, you know? <laughs> yeah. Just, don't do it. Um, that's messed up. So not only did he do that, but, Laura, he went on a reality show where he knew he would be admitting these things. Well, isn't, and it's not just that, like, he goes on to say that, I guess, he was a swinger, um, and then he mentioned male dancer and that surprises me zero percent. But no, but I mean, it's just like he's naming off all of these things. And it was four years ago, which if his daughter is 10, that would make her six, which is old enough that it's just like, no. By this point, he knew the Internet was happening and he knew that she would find out, you know, this isn't like back in the day when you can just put stuff out there and it won't come back to haunt you. All of this stuff is going to come back to haunt you. And he also goes on to say that he has had a threesome with two sisters. Yeah, that's gross. It's just, no. So, that's worse than the other one. That's way worse than sleeping with a wife on the husband. Like, that's gross. I don't need to know that. I No. So I found all of this, like, I really like Kenny, but I found all of this very disturbing. <laughs> like, I'm glad that I'm finding this out after he's decided yeah. to leave. Uh, I never thought that he would end up with Rachel. Uh, but I was, I was already putting aside the other stuff, but this stuff I can't really put aside. I just found it very distracting. And so now I'm just like, uh, now, and originally I thought, well, clearly this is like his one moment of, you know, being part of the bachelor nation. Like this is kind of it. And then now that I'm reading this about this other show, I'm like, he might be on paradise. Like he seems like someone who loves yeah. Paradise. I would be very surprised if he's not in paradise. Well, I or think it's games or wherever. Well, I think especially because I mean they had the first batch of people. Obviously, they were going onto the show, and then they paused it, and then they had to resume it. And and you know, certain people um, they haven't confirmed, but like they you know acknowledge at least that some of them were having issues. I think with scheduling to return. So I think yep. there's a whole slew of people who weren't originally slated to go, but they were scrambling to fill spots. So it's like whether he was originally supposed to go or as in this potential second wave, I feel like it's very unlikely that we would not see him at this I point. I believe that Kenny might have two weeks free. Actually. Okay. Okay. Let's briefly touch on this. So we always laugh about how paradise is only like 14 days. days. Yeah. It's going to be 10 days this time because they have to smush it together um, because they have to accelerate the filming timeline. Mm -hmm. So keep that in mind when all these people are getting engaged. <laughs> it's going to be terrifying. It's going to be so terrifying because I feel like I feel like after we had last season where there were like the three engagements, I feel like now there's this expectation that that's what you're supposed to do. And it used to be that that, like, that wasn't. I don't care if they I don't care if they get engaged. I just like wanted people to be entertaining. I don't know why they think I want everybody to get married. I don't. No, I just want them to be ridiculous with each other and like a fun in a fun lighthearted context. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I just want to 
talk to raccoons and like play with the crabs. Like I just want people to be dumb. I don't want like all the stuff that they seem to think that we want. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty crying. I don't want people getting so drunk that crazy things happen. No. People getting so drunk that they poop themselves. I don't want any of that. No. But I do think I do think that it seems like well, not to derail, <laughs> but I do think it seems like Will is, is going to be back down there as the bartender um, because I did notice that his drunk bachelorette tweet didn't happen this week. So I think it's oh. Wells. Yeah. Have you seen his series that he does? No, I haven't watched it, but I know that he does it. It's really funny. I, I hadn't really like, um, what's the word? I, I kind of had fallen off the Snapchat um, train and then someone was tweeting about it, and I was like, I, I need to get back on there. And so then I started watching them, and, and they're they're really funny. I'm really bad about it. I just, like, I, I don't know. I feel too old for it. I just go on there, and I play with the filters. Yeah, I like the filters a lot. And I think I used to go on there and feel much more um, incentive to go on there when there wasn't Instagram stories. But now there's so many of the contestants, for example, that are on Instagram, and they're going to do Instagram stories for the most part over Snapchat because it's a whole, you know, different platform. So yeah, they just need to have those little filters on Instagram. They do. <laughs> they will. They have they have selfie filters on there now. Yeah, but not like is it is it like where where you have cat ears and fun stuff like that? Yeah. I haven't done one in a while. <laughs> <laughs> Update your app. I updated it. I just like, I don't really watch them that much. So Update your app and you need to go follow, follow Deanie Babies on Instagram. Uh, I love him so much. That's his name on there. And, and, and Peter, they're both on there. Peter does the Instagram stories. So I'm just trying to get you, you know, a little ince- give you a little incentive to go check it out. Oh, I've been checking out Peter's Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I haven't even been checking it out, but I've been seeing all the pictures. <laughs> I've, saw, I've seen a lot of Peter. <laughs> oh, that's not a wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, uh, where were we? I don't even know what we were talking about. Were we talking about the Viking game? We were talking about the Viking game. I think that's where we got derailed. Well, we were talking about Kenny. So Kenny goes home. Yeah. About, yeah. He goes back to his daughter. It's cool. It's all good. He can hang out with his daughter. So uh, she seems like a sweet girl. And then Peter gets the group date, Rose. And then Will gets a one-on-one. And then they head off to Sweden. Which sounded, like, really promising. I thought it was gonna, this was going to be really fun. And I was excited because there's been um, – one, there's been, I feel like, a lot of build-up to him. Like, you can, you're just like, oh, he seems like this really nice guy. He seems fun. And yeah. then – and then there's been this added I layer. Last conversation that they had, where he got the the rose. You know, I, I don't know. I felt like there was something there, and I could see him maybe getting to the end. You know, it's funny. Um, I know like two people at work know people who dated him. Will? Yeah. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but I haven't gotten any hot gossip. I think he's actually just a normal guy. He seems like a normal guy, and I think one of the things that you know. That's been interesting about, and not to not to mix, you know, uh, show talking about the show um, for the past couple episodes with um, real life news too too much, but it's kind of hard not to uh, with all of the stuff with Bachelor in Paradise going on. There's been mention of Will pop up because he came um, out and and posted something on Instagram in defense of Demario, like saying he's good friends with him, and he, I just feel like he's. He just seems like he's a really nice, like genuine person, and he's very well spoken. Um, and I think that's why I had such high hopes for the two of them because I think, like, I mean, I think she's got a little more spunk to her, but I feel like she's yeah, just 
mean she needs somebody who is, you know, I don't know. I, I thought that they could make a really good couple. Yeah. It yeah. just seemed like it's, two, like, smart, nice, attractive people. Yeah, and I think I think they just seem like they balance each other out well. Yeah. And the fact that they, I mean, I feel like you have people who obviously have different personalities, but I think there's something about both of them that's just really sharp and polished. And I just kind of saw that as something that would bring them together and, it, and they just they just seemed like they made sense to me and so I had really high hopes and then everything just kind of did not happen it all I guess it, it really had been kind of an awkward date like there wasn't a ton of chemistry it seemed like and that could have been editing because Will kept talking about what a great date they had and then she was just like Meh. and then it what I was saying and he posted I think it was on his Instagram account like saying well, that was awkward. Like that is not what it was like at all. And like he talked about, I mean, he, we kind of got a sense for it by the way it was edited, like talking about how, like in his relationships, he felt like he had always prioritized and focused too much on the physical and that he felt really strongly about building, um, you know, better foundation with her and, and kind of approaching it differently. And I think he just took it way too much the other direction. Um, but it Um, seemed, I think it was a combination of maybe being in a group setting with all these men and, and not necessarily wanting to like go out the gate with like a physical thing with somebody that you're dating with all these people. Um, yeah. And when you add that in with him, like saying that he's mostly just dated white women and then saying, oh, well, usually I'm so physical. So then, like, of course she's putting together in her head, like, he's just not attracted to me then. Yeah. I mean, and I don't – it just – and I think, like, from what he was saying, too, I think from the editing it made it sound much more abrupt. But still, I mean, I think the underlying message was there to leave that impression with her where it's like, uh, what's wrong with me? things if you're saying well usually I'm so physical with people even if you mean it in the context of but I really want to make this work so I'm trying to vote but it's still even if you hear that and you think okay I get where you're coming from there's still going to be part of you in the back of your head that's like well why couldn't you stop yourself with other women but with me you don't you don't feel that way and then when you add in the fact that he's saying well I grew up around a lot of white people. Then I went to college with a lot of white people. That's just who I've tended to date. Um, and then you hear, okay, so that's his type. And he's usually physical with people, but he's not with me. Like, of course you're going to put the two of them together. Yeah, and be like, okay, it's clearly me. Because, I mean, the, the, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, they're all here to be on this show, and she's the only option, essential, essentially, for them while they're here. So I could see her perspective being like, well he signed up and he's not really that into me, but he's just hanging out to get through the show. You know, like I could see her. Well, being why like, be with somebody who doesn't want you, you yeah. know, like who doesn't seem into you. Like if they're not into you at the beginning of a relationship, then where is it going to go? Yeah. Well, and there were times I felt like where she was really trying to give him a reason to like kiss her or do anything affectionate. And he just wasn't biting. Oh my God. <laughs> There was a point where she literally was like, kiss me. And he <laughs> leans over and just like gives her this wooden little like, like you would kiss your mom or something. Yeah. And it's like, no. So awkward. I forget. Oh, that was when they, when they met, met the old couple. I love mm. that trope when they like trot out a couple old people who've been married for like five decades. Yeah. That then the couple kissed each other and then she was like, well, this is the time for you to kiss me. <laughs> yeah. 
And it's like, oh, no. Uh, well, and, and, uh, and he talks to her about how he's like this passionate person. And we just don't, it's just hard to hear someone like say that and then see something so different. Yeah. It may, I, I would feel the same way that she felt like he needs to understand how women work. Yeah. Like that just was a little confusing. Uh, yeah. Yeah, if somebody asks you what your type is, and then he was like, well, basically the opposite of you is my type. Like, no no girl wants to hear that. I mean, I felt like he he felt pre- – I don't, and I don't know why he let himself feel so pressured. Because um, who was it who was telling him – was it Eric? Eric. Eric was telling him basically that he needed to tell her that he had predominantly dated white women. Okay, but there's a time and a place. Like, I could see that being a conversation that came up and wasn't a deal breaker and didn't make her feel bad, but the time that he brought it up and the way that he brought it up was going to make, you know what I mean? Like, if you're already, if it's already established and she can tell that you're really into her and, like, everything's really kind of on track, maybe there would be a time when that discussion could come up and it could come up in a way that doesn't make her feel, like, unwanted. It just, to me, it felt like something he hadn't really been planning on telling her and that once Eric mentioned it, he felt like, oh, I have to do this and I have to do it now. It makes you wonder if Eric is smarter than he seems. Right? Because I, like, <laughs> I feel like it wasn't something he thought through. It's something that all of a sudden he was like, I have to do this. And then he did and he started talking and it was like, I, I don't think he had thought through what he was going to be saying and how it could be interpreted and yeah. her response to it just, I think, was so opposite of what he was expecting. It just, it was just not going to recover from there. There's no way, no. And it made me sad because I liked Will and I wanted Will to stay, but you could just tell Will was not going to stay. So do we think we'll see Will again or do we think that's the end of Will? I like to hope that Will is just going back to normal life because he seems like a normal guy. Because where, where is Will from? I can't remember. I well the people I think he's around here because he? in, the people that I knew who dated him or okay so so I knew somebody went to school with him my coworker's friend went to school with him so I I think maybe he went to Syracuse oh okay uh so he's from somewhere around here and then my coworker whose friend dated him I think is in the city so maybe he lives in New York oh, okay I couldn't remember his his location for whatever reason um guess in the general new york city area interesting okay um yeah so then she sends him home and it's like all right so that happened um and then we get to the the rose ceremony which is kind of like it just felt really empty it's like who's here yeah you know we lost already okay so we lost lee we lost kenny we lost will we lost jack yeah and then in this rose ceremony, we, we lose Alex. Sweet man bun Alex. Salamander eating man bun yeah. Alex. He went, you know, I, I'm fine with him leaving because he ate a salamander and so he said to me, but they could have gotten more out of him. I, so I haven't dove in yet, but his Instagram is supposed to be really amazing. I just, like, from the glimpses that we did get of him on the show, like, for instance, that Ellen date that he went to, he's funny. Oh, he's, like, apparently he did some sort of montage, I don't know, on, on his Instagram. I need to dig into it. But I feel like there, I'm, I'm almost positive we're going to see him in Paradise. He's, like, made for Paradise. He's perfect Paradise material. 
Yeah, I would be surprised if he doesn't turn up on that or Winter Games. Or Winter Games, yeah. Um, yeah, so... And I, I was kind of disappointed because I feel like he has the crazy clothes. It's like, ugh, not only is he not going to be bringing up, you know, bringing the random energy to the house and doing weird stuff, but we don't get to see his, his outfits were always great. They were on point. Loved it. He looked crazy, but like still put together. Yeah. Like polished crazy. If that happens. <laughs> if that happens. Uh, yeah. And yet again, Matt is still sticking around and I still don't know who he is. And you keep telling me that he dressed up as a penguin. And I got to tell you, I don't even remember that. Oh, see, and that's, I mean, that's the only thing I remember about him, though. So it's like, I almost don't even count it, because at this point, we should know more about him than that, right? Yeah, like, literally, who cares about this guy? Just I know. Get him here. Keep the salamander guy. Like, you know, I hate him for eating the salamander. I would much rather him be around. I'd much rather him be around. I would even prefer the tickle monster around, because at least I know who he is. I don't know who this guy is, and he... He doesn't deserve a free ride to go to Europe based on what he has given us. He's been to so many countries and he's done nothing for it. No, he hasn't earned his spot. I just, I feel like if you're in the last six people, we should know more than this. Yeah, he's two people away from getting a hometown. I mean, clearly he's leaving next week, but like, and Laura, he's going to be devastated. That's all I know. Yeah, I just, I, I I can't even pretend to care. It's like, just, yeah, done. No. He's definitely not going to be in paradise. Yawn. Uh, who, Matt? Oh, God, what if he is? Because every now and then they bring somebody out and you're like, who is that? And then We don't care. Well, he could. I mean, he could be the Samantha, but he's not hot enough to no, be. No, he's definitely not. Oh. Although, if they're, you know, scrambling to get people in. But, um, I do. I don't know. Don't know. You know um, what? We, we're going to find out for next week. So we're going to deep dive on Matt and see what we can find out. <laughs> we'll discuss that next time. Right, right. Um, do you see the end of the episode, really? Yeah, that's kind of it for our two episode week. Um, oh, I really like the little part at the end where everybody's um, making fun of Dean. And what a crappy Viking he is. It was so funny. I, I, I do, I feel like I'm, I'm extra happy that Lee is gone because I think, I think there's, in general, good energy in the house. I feel like he was the problem. Um, I, there's a lightness, you know? Like, I like, the, I like the funny stuff. And I don't get me wrong, like, I love drama and I love a good fight, but it just has to happen naturally and it does, we don't it, need Lee. It felt very forced. It didn't feel like legit, like true yeah. drama. It felt very manufactured. And I think it just, yeah. So I think it's nice to have that sort of not even part of the storyline anymore. Um, because it does seem like from Instagram and stuff that these guys, at least the ones that are left or, you know, seem to be very friendly with each other. Like it's kind of like they're. You know, the that makes me like when it comes to casting these shows, it really is like an art form. You know, because you have to see these people and think, like, how are they all going to interact with each other? And you have to get, like, just the right mix of, like, normal people, but people who are crazy and people who are kind of normal but still entertaining. You know, like, you have to get just the perfect, like, mix of people. I don't feel like they did it this season. Like, I like a lot of the people, but 
it's not the right mix. Well, yeah, I mean, and part of me wonders, like, if they're, if they're, like, recruiting people and all of this stuff now more so than they used to because maybe there's enough people who have kind of, I don't know, maybe who are beyond, like, being on reality shows. Maybe it's, I don't know if it's harder for them to recruit people now that it's kind of the dynamic has changed a little. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I still have, I, I have confidence in that they can do better than they're doing. I do wonder if they went a little bit more down that path potentially with her season because they were trying to take a very different approach, you know? I mean, obviously they were trying to, like, make it more diverse than seasons in past, but... Which is frustrating then when they do something like recruit someone like a Lee, but... And it just also makes me think, like, first of all, they had closed themselves off for so long to people who weren't, I mean, like, 95%, like white people so when you open it up to all these different people like that's that many more people that they could be pulling from I feel like that should have opened things up so much more but I still I feel like they don't know how to do it yeah I don't know like they're so stuck in their regular bachelor formula that this, this just like blew their mind a little bit too much yeah. yeah um so I don't know any news to touch on for this week um, there's definitely been updates in the Bachelor in Paradise front. There has. I don't really want to talk about it too much because I'm just kind of like sick of it. I mean, it's, it bums me out. And um, I think the biggest one was that, well, ABC, I think we talked about last time, ABC closed their investigation, but also Corinne's like, legal team closed theirs and they just decided not to pursue anything further, so... I, I don't know. I got the sense from her statement that part of what was going on was her just trying to figure out what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my God. Sorry. I'm sitting in my office and my husband's outside my window. <laughs> <laughs> I almost put my hand. <laughs> Surprise. I see that. Um, I'm sorry. We were talking about something serious. I know. Um, yeah, so she said that they concluded their investigation. It was a little, I don't know, I was surprised. I just kind of wonder if she just wanted to figure out what happened and if she just wanted to be done with it. I think so. I kind of think she just wanted to move on from it. Yeah. Um, and did you see the interview with DeMario? Uh, I read a little about it, and I didn't want to watch it because I just thought it was gross. I don't know. I I understand that he wants to clear his name or whatever, but it just gave me a gross, it gave me a gross feeling. Um, I found it was, it was interesting to hear him talk. I, I, I just kind of turned it on and listened to it while I was doing other stuff. Um, he, I, he very much seemed like someone who had been coached and he even talked about like, basically talked about rehearsing for the interview at one point. Um, and he just, he has such a different air about him than I felt like he did on the show that I felt like it, like it just made me feel like he wasn't, it wasn't really an interview with him. It was an interview that had been almost scripted out a little bit. Um, but, but I, I kind of, I don't know, to me, I've never really obviously watched something like this unfold where I've had as much of, um, insight into the world, you know, I mean, not that we, 
not that we clearly have true insight into it, but we, we follow the show enough that we that we have a vested interest in it. So I think this is the closest I've been and watched something like this unfold that it was just it was interesting to see that transformation of him in other contexts and then be in this sort of interview scenario and how he was coming forward. Um, but um, yeah, it was weird. Like he was quoting like Kanye and Jay Z in it, and it just that's that part. Yeah, I, I was very. I get really distracted when there's like random references like that that just seem out of place. <laughs> so I, I was like, wait, what? Like now we're quoting. Okay, all right. But he starts to just randomly quote stuff. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, it, it was. We'll do that in real life. Nobody does that with that. I know. Uh, we quote stuff all the time. Okay, but like a movie to be funny, but you don't like bust out some quote to try to make a serious point. No, if I was on national TV trying to make a point and I'd hired a high profile attorney, I would not be quoting. Um, you know, like, like last like last week we were quoting Son in Law. I would not be quoting Son in Law on national TV. Um, I would, but not in this series. <laughs> <laughs> on Southern Charm, there's a guy um, to like sum it up real quick. He's like pushing 60 and he knocked up a 20 year old and uh, he's just always, he's a man of leisure. He has a bridge named after his family. He thinks mm-hmm. he's very fancy. So I guess he just sits around reading like reading Bartlett's, you know, like the quote book. Yeah. And like, he likes to just toss quotes out. So this week it was um, from Pride and Prejudice. He was like, my good opinion once lost is lost forever. As Mr. Darcy once said. And I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> like I don't think so. Um, yeah. He did say though, which um, in the interview, he mentioned Alexis, and it was it was a very odd like one of the final things he said during the interview. He they were asking him if he would go back, and he was like, "Oh, I hadn't, I hadn't even thought about it." And I'm like, "Yes, you have." Um, yes, because he was asked back. Yeah. So I was like, uh, no. Um, but he, he claimed that he hadn't thought about it. And then he basically said the only reason he would go back on would be for Alexis. And then he goes on to say that, like, they talk, like, every day, which clearly, I guess, meant up until she returned back, because I think she went back for, for taping. Um, but I, I hadn't seen anything else in the news that really mentioned them together a ton. So I thought that was that I wasn't expecting that. That caught me off guard. That's interesting. Apparently, they also asked back Corinne, who obviously said no. Yeah. Um, and I, and, I mean, it would be dumb for either of them to go back. And I, I don't know what he, I, I don't know why they were asked back. Like, just leave it where it was. Well, because so the some other articles that have come out have said that they are, which. At this point, I'm interested to see from an editing editing perspective how they make the storyline happen. Um, storyline meaning just the whole season, like how they bring it together, because they have said that they're not. Well, you have people that they're bringing back. It's like, how do you act like people are just meeting when they've already met? I mean, are they going to use any of the old footage? Yes. So, like, what I've been reading makes it sound like they are not planning on tossing that initial footage. They're somehow tying it all together, so they will be using the original, and I think they have intention to cover off in some form or fashion um, to go through to um, bridge the two pieces together, and I think they're going to have some sort of mention of some sort of the... show tomorrow and... No, no, no. ...them at all, right? Like uh, They haven't said for sure if they're going to show... I mean, they're, they're, they're not showing that. I mean, 
show what happens, I would assume, but like, are they going to show them at all? They haven't said explicitly if they are or they're not. Um, I would be surprised if they did, but I guess who knows. And then they've, of course, come out with the statements of um, how they've updated the rules for the show. Yeah. So now they can only have two drinks per what? Two drinks per hour. Which is, I mean, when you have all day, two drinks per hour. Is a lot. Yeah. So it have, should be like maybe two drinks per hour, but then X amount of drinks per day. Yeah. So I thought it was just interesting to be like, oh, this is like really raining it in and making me wonder how much they actually drink. I know. Right? I just think like, I know, I mean, obviously when they're there for a short period of time, alcohol facilitates and speeds things up in terms of like people getting together, people like flirting with each other. But like if you throw a bunch of hot people on an island, it's going to happen anyway. You don't really have to get everybody wasted. No. And um, so when I listened to um, Olivia's podcast this week, she had um, your favorite Ashley on with um, Jared and they were talking about how, like, they didn't, like, for all of the drama that happened between the two of them on those two seasons, they said they really didn't drink that much, either of them, while they were on the show. So it's yeah. like, it's it's out there, but it's not like, clearly it's not something that has to happen in order for the show to produce, I wouldn't say an interesting plot line, because we did feel like some of that got a little tired, but uh, there it's not required in order for the show to have enough footage to put together a storyline, you know? Yeah. I think you throw enough, like, I think you throw those kinds of people on an island where there's, like, men and women and you have nothing to do all day. Like, stuff's going to happen anyway, so just let it happen and stop trying to, like, make it worse than that. It has to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. And then, apparently, you have to get, like, producer permission to, like, sleep with somebody. Yeah, which is... I I feel like that's not addressing the problem, which the problem is that you're getting everybody so drunk. Yeah, well, the problem is that you're getting everybody so drunk, and even if they go to the producers and say, we want to do this, like, there's nothing to say that 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 they're able to make that, I guess, judgment, and then there's nothing to say, like, just because they're comfortable with the thought of it. At one point, there's no... um, there's no saying that like they couldn't change their mind at some point, you know, I, it's just, it's, yeah. it's just weird. I, I think they're, I, I appreciate that they're trying to make some sort of effort at something. And I think you just missed the whole point. Yeah. I just, I don't know. And apparently it's in their contract that you can't sue them for anything, even if you're assaulted. Yeah. Which is, and I just think that's, I mean, it's creepy and I would, I would hope that that wouldn't be something that they could legally be, in you know enforce but no everything i was reading was saying that uh, something like that where it's legally just so absurd um that when it comes down to it it's not really enforceable um it tells you something about the show that that's what they put in yeah but i mean i think the the interesting thing too is like so yeah so so even if it comes down to it that it's not enforceable that if you choose to fight them on it so if corinne had um, move forward with action against the show, it's all done via, like, binding arbitration, which mm-hmm. is really, like, it basically it just means, like, they put you in a room, you, you know, you do all of these these hearings, and then it's, like, essentially whatever's decided is, like, said and done. Um, and it's 
kind of set up so that they could easily, I think, if anything were to need to get shut down, would be able to keep it under tight wraps and it would not be in the contestant's favor. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's why at the end of the day, maybe she saw the the footage or whatever and just was like, let's just let it go because she didn't feel like it was going to land somewhere that was worth the the hassle I don't know but it just I felt bad for her because I feel like people are just taking it like oh she was a liar all along and I don't think that anything that has happened has me I think people were assuming because they were they closed their investigation because the show was resuming and because she decided not to move forward that that meant nothing happened and it's like well it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean nothing happened you know I it, it's obviously a very complicated situation. Well, it was it was a very different I feel like it was a different purpose. Like they were looking into the actions of the producer and if they felt like it was maybe on the behalf of the the contest I don't know. Like it just it, it was a very different investigation whereas I feel like her concern was whether, you know, things were mishandled for her. I don't know. Just it was a subtle difference. There could be a lot of scenarios behind the scenes and I'm kind of like Tired of contemplating them all. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I guess we're kind of at like a wrap up as far as like what's going to happen with that. I guess this is the resolution. And we'll just have to see what happens on the actual show and how they decide to handle it. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, you know, I work in, um, I work at an agency and it's, it's interesting like this popped up as a piece in ad age and they were talking about how they're um, and they didn't name the um, advertiser because I think they also advertise with the bachelorette and they didn't want to kind of come out um, and necessarily slam the franchise as a whole. But um, they came out and said, you know, we just feel like there's a need for us to pull our advertising from bachelor in paradise specifically because um, we always knew it was kind of beyond the norm for what, you know, bachelor or bachelorette is as far as kind of pushing the envelope on, you know, some of the things that they do is just a little bit more out there. Um, but I think a lot of like this particular, um, company and some others as well, just felt like this scandal made them like really uncomfortable and they pulled their advertising from it. Um, it was just interesting to see it pop up like something like this, as opposed to being within sort of an entertainment outlet to have it pop up in something like this, that's like an industry um, publication and, and talk a little bit about sort of how real life news like this can impact obviously like investor dollars and stuff like that, which I thought was interesting to see. It's, yeah. It's interesting to hear. So there are a lot of advertisers who are not. I wouldn't say a lot, but there's a, there's a handful. It seemed like, I mean, they, they didn't explicitly name any, um, but like by name, like, but they did talk to the companies and, um, there was a handful of them that were pulling out, but it's, I mean, I've, I've heard people talk about it in, in both ways though. I, I think they were talking about this in the interview with DeMario and talking about how that it's, you know, like whether, I mean, I think there's the question of whether I mean, again, I'm talking about like Lee being on the show and like, is any publicity good publicity for him? I kind of feel like there's been a lot of conversation about Bachelor in Paradise, but I don't think it's necessarily been anything to their favor. You know, I feel like if anything, I've seen a handful of people who have been diehards of the show who are like, uh, this makes me really uncomfortable. Um, so I, I mean, that the racist stuff and Bachelor in Paradise stuff I found very off putting and like, obviously, I like it enough to have a podcast that so we're sitting here talking about it. Yeah, so I don't, like, to me, I don't think um, it's something that, 
that that has some you know I don't think that the, all of the the additional news coverage of it um, has has been a good thing for the show overall. But and I like they wanted to frame this season as being like oh you know we're tackling serious issues and all this stuff but I mean there have been moments of that but it hasn't been because of anything that the producers have done. Yeah, no, totally. I feel like I feel like they I had very high expectations of it. And they've made it worse. Yeah. It, it was really kind of like ham-fisted in the way that it was on Unreal. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was totally. Yeah. So, I, so, you know, it's interesting. I mean, you hear people saying that they're pulling out because of all the stuff that's been going on with Bachelor in Paradise, but at the end of the day, it's all creative and, and made by the exact same people. Yeah. So it's just, it's interesting. Different side of the same coin. But I, you know, I think that was the only other Bachelor news was just more Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah, I don't think I saw anything else. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think that's it. Are we coming back this week? Is, is, it, is it off for the holiday weekend? Do you know? You know, I I thought I saw some mention that it was not happening because of the holiday. Um, so maybe not happening. Really, we should know this, but we don't. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to look it up on my phone, and my battery is dead. So that's not helping. <laughs> I'm like, I have no clue. But I I I saw. I did see mention of people saying it wasn't. So maybe not. I'm like, TBD. I know I'm looking at their account and I don't think it's talking about it so that's not helping alright so I guess we may or may not be seeing you guys next week but you know we'll be back when the Bachelorette's back yeah we will see you guys some week (laughs) (laughs) somewhere sometime Bye. bye Connect with us on Twitter at AcceptThisPod, where we live tweet episodes and share great Bachelor gifts and updates. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you love us, be sure to leave us a rating and a review. They really do help. 